Hello, Happy New Year, and welcome back to Drag Time with Heclina. This is Season 2 already, and we're at Episode 1. Thank you for joining us for our first episode of Season 2. It's been a, a year, it's <laughs> an understatement. Uh, we're back, we're bringing it around full circle with this week's very special guest. We're back to our beginnings. I can't wait to introduce you, I think you know who it is. But first, if you like what you hear, hit us up on Venmo or Cash App where we are found as Drag Time, or visit our website, dragtimewithheclina.com, for other ways to support us. Now, seems like only yesterday, she was our first guest on season one. We were sitting around my kitchen table in San Francisco, uh, eking out the first and arguably the best episode of this podcast. Little did we know what was lurking around the corner, the most abominable C-word of our generation. No, it's not cunt. It's the coronavirus. Of course, our special guest is Peaches Christ. Hi, Peaches. Hi. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for uh, bestowing upon me the honor of being your first guest of the second season. Well, it just, of course, it just made perfect sense. Um, you're, oh, you're our first ever repeat guest. And, of course, we had to have you on to find out what you're doing. You know, uh, I think no, neither of us have a whole lot going on in our, quote, careers, unquote. But I just... I. I I know you are um, sheltering in place over there in Maryland with wow. me, your mom, and uh, uh, I just wanted to see what's going on. So, uh, first of all, we know where you are, but what are you doing? Well, for, I, I, don't, I don't think a moment more can go by before I compliment you, Hecklina, on the uplifting uh, and rousing opening song that oh thank you podcast yes it's i've got you know you're not always what's the word like it, it's a very uh i don't know self-affirming ballad of, of sorts <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> was, i was really listening to the lyrics and i was like you go girl you know live my <laughs> life <laughs> don't tell me <laughs> yes. like, wow she's really well dead. can you also also can you also believe that that, that, that was an unreleased single <laughs> I mean it would have been a hit I guess you're just you're saving it for you know something special but well it's all, at this point it's about 10 years old and uh what who, who the, the person who's responsible for the failure of my single is actually once again oh no we, yeah we, we were supposed to get together and do a video for it uh-huh. um but it never happened and i just knew i was like if we don't make a video for it it's never well, i'm just gonna lose interest and of course i lost interest but then mark my producer found it and uh yeah we're giving it a new life. Getting well, it, it, it's very it's a, a good track for folks to listen to in these trying times. So, back to you. What are you doing? Uh, you're you're sheltering in place in Maryland, and uh, you know enough about yeah. my single. Enough about yes. my single. Um, I well, so Nihat and I, my partner and I, um, we. We're, we're looking ahead to the holidays a few months ago um, and realized that things were going to get crazy with travel and that our best bet in order to sort of keep my mother safe and hopefully not bring her COVID because she is a senior mm-hmm. and she's living alone. We had to weigh, the, weigh, weigh the, the, our options. Do we you know, risk having Diane alone on Christmas 
or risk, you know, COVID. So what we did was we basically left before Thanksgiving, after Halloween, uh, we went and saw you, of course, we were in Palm Springs together. And then shortly after that, he and I got COVID tested a bunch of times um, and then got on a plane with, with our visors and our masks. And we came to Maryland where we've been for about a month and a half. And not a whole lot's going on here, to be honest. Right. Yeah, I know. It's it's difficult to ask, like, what are you doing? Because I kind of know it, it's probably the yeah. same thing I'm doing. Yeah, so uh, your mom is a senior. How old is your mom now? Well, she just t- turned 75 while we were here. Well, yeah, it's very dangerous because, you know, Don Wells or Mary Ann from Gilligan's Island passed away today from covid uh, yeah, all that. So that means the entire cast of Gilligan's Island, except for Ginger, ha- have now passed away. So Tina been, Louise. Oh, she's the Tina, only one left. Tina Louise is the only one left. Oh, my. I know. And, you know, um, you probably saw the news. I forget his name, but that um, Republican uh, senator oh, the, that was voted con- in died as con- well. It was a congressman. congressman. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I know. Very sad. Very sad. I don't think somebody should die just because they're a, a Republican. I still think. Yeah, but <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's sad that that person, you know, um, didn't take it seriously. Like, it's one thing to uh, die and have done, you know, but been a good leader. But it's another to, you know, die. And this person was, you know, proudly having maskless uh, oh. rallies and stuff. Oh, yeah. He was really into the whole, you know, COVID's a hoax type thing. Oh, well, just like that, I shared a meme about that Republican woman who uh, said it was a big hoax. And then there was a picture of her getting her first vaccine shot. So, yeah, people are definitely hypocrites. Um, Well, uh, Mark, uh, my producer. Hi, Mark. Uh, Mark uh, really wants to know. And I guess I'm curious, too. I know that, you know, there's really not a whole lot else to do except watch watch. uh, television and stuff what is on your watch list at home with uh diane and neha well i must say that i never had much interest in the crown uh it which is of course the 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 show about the royal family that's now in its fourth season on netflix um but because this most recent season was going to center around diana and charles uh i became interested and um also because margaret thatcher was going to be played by jillian anderson so i posted kind of stupidly on facebook like do i need to watch the first three seasons of the crown and then everyone read me you're like yes bitch are you crazy like it's you know it's a it's a story that you you know you want to know of everything leading up to diana so we did we set out to uh watch it all and we've just finished the fourth season and i <gasps> highly highly recommend it we watch oh my god all seasons i'm watching the first season right now i think it's incredible it's so good i'm really embarrassed that i you know kind of didn't take it seriously but it is it is so good uh you know i love it and i think it's fascinating and twisted and bizarre and but i can't figure out how they're doing it because the sets and the all of the opulence looks so real, you know. It just must be right. an outrageously expensive show. It's crazy, yeah. I mean, even like when they have flashbacks, it's a whole huge production and stuff. Yeah, yeah it's amazing. Like TV um, is the new movies, you know, the kind of budgets that TV get blow movies out of the water now. 
Oh, okay. Well, now we're going from big budget to small budget. Uh, have you had a chance? I know that you and Bianca Del Rio had a, a show um, where you were screening uh, whatever happened to Bianca Del Rio. Yeah. Did you watch? Did you watch anybody else's holiday shows? Jinx and and uh, Ben De La Creme. And- I did. Yeah, I love Dina, Dina Martina. You know, I missed Dina's, but I heard it was amazing. Um, I I I think Jinx and Dela's is kind of sets a new bar as far as uh, what a holiday special could be. Um, they made a full freaking movie, you know, during the pandemic, and it, it's incredible. Um, and then I was also blown away by your presentation of the Golden Girls. I must say, I know, I know you were fishing for that, and it's okay because it really is well deserved. Like you guys really put together a sitcom, you know, and, and streamed a sitcom. It was amazing. Well, I, I take offense to that, actually. I was not fishing for a compliment about the Golden Girls. I was actually uh, wanting you to, to talk about how dreadful Lady Bunny's holiday show was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I have to say, okay, the, so there. this is the value I have um, as far as Lady Bunny's show goes. And, and I actually told her this. Um, I appreciated it because I turned, you know, she sent me a free link. And of course, as you know, we queens send each other this kind of stuff with the expectation that your friend is going to promote it, you know? Uh And, uh, and I was noticing that not very much, uh, promotion had taken place amongst Bunny's colleagues, you know. Right. Um, whereas, like Jinx and Dela's show, like every queen I know was 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 pushing it because it was great and everyone was proud of it. And you know, the reality of it is, I think we're we're not as jealous of each other as people might think. It's it's more like when someone does something great, we're you know we're supportive of each other. Uh, so I was like, oh, that's funny. I haven't. I, I was like, I didn't even know Bunny had a show going on. So. Um, I turn it on and Nihat and Diane are in the room and they're, you know, I said, Oh, we should watch buddies, you know, holiday show. (laughs) I mean, the looks on their faces as it, you know, proceeded. Um, And so I actually filmed, I'll send it to you. I filmed Diane watching this one part of the show where, Bunny is doing a parody of Katy Perry's fireworks. Um, oh, and and you know what? That video was actually ten years old, at least. Uh, <laughs> but so, not, to, not not to my mother. She had okay. never seen it before. So okay. you know, and if you haven't seen this ten year old video, it's Bunny jerking off guys, and they're spewing, <laughs> you know, spewing come everywhere is she's saying something about you know making people blast off like a firework and i secretly filmed diane's reaction to it because she sat there looking with such disdain at the screen and such disgust that i I thought it would make for a good promo piece but then when she realized i was filming her she said you cannot put that you know she did she you know she wants to appear to be supportive of the drag queens but diane hated it she hated lady bunny's show which please of course, please which of send course, me that clip send me that clip <laughs> which of course made me love it you know so, uh so, so i come value I, I mean, she sent me the link, of course, and I, I never got around to clicking it until last night. You know, she called me because we were talking about 
she called me because I, I texted her about Michael Eilig. I was like, what do you think about Michael Eilig dying? She called me and we talked about it. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm going to watch your show tonight. Uh-huh. And so, uh, you know, Marco and Pippi and LeMay were over here. And um, but w- when I told her when I told her I was watching her show, she's like, honey, it's a piece of trash. So, I mean, Bunny's smart, you know, and I, I, think, I, I think she just had to get a show out there, you know, for for hot for the holidays. But I was kind of dumbfounded. I was like, who is this fucking DJ that she's talking to at Stonewall? I mean, so bizarre. it was all very bizarre. Yeah, it started strong, like the first number with her in the mask walking around New York. It was kind of like, oh, this is like, oh, she worked for this. And then it's like all downhill from, from there. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by, by the way, what, what are your thoughts on Michael Alec? Well, I mean, it's just sort of, I, I've never been that into him. Like, you know how you and I, especially, you know, especially 20 years ago when you and I uh, first met i mean we were both fascinated by morbid people charles manson and jeffrey dahmer you know serial killers and but for whatever reason i just never was that interested in in michael alley the way other people maybe put him up on a pedestal and Mm -hmm. i think part of that is it was too close to home maybe like he was this you know um i don't know kind of a, a a traitor in some ways because of the way he, you know, murdered someone in our community. Um, that being said, I never like took a stand on it, but you know, I, 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 I wasn't as fascinated by him as other people were. Um, and then of course, you know, you, um, introduced me to James St. James at one of the pageants years ago and I was excited to meet him and I loved that book, Disco Bloodbath. I think the book was so great. Um, but Michael Alec as a person is to me comes off as sort of an asshole. Like even, even after he was in prison, when you'd watch an interview with him, it didn't seem like someone who was actually that bothered by what they had done. You know, there wasn't the sort of, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, regret that you would hope someone would have, you know, it was kind of like whatever. So I, I guess the point is my point ultimately is it's, it was, I think you wrote this. It was a sad end to a sad life. You posted that. Mm-hmm. And I agree completely. It was just sort of like, yeah, this is sad, and and also kind of like, who cares? Well, I think I, what what I don't like about about social media now is that people have this tendency to people are completely bad or people are completely right. good. There's no in between, and I think you can't sum somebody's life up with by one act that they did, even if it was something. Uh, you know, I'm not giving him any, uh, I'm not giving him a pass on what he did, but he was this person who did things before that. He, 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 he reinvented club life in New York city. He did a lot of creative things before he went down this, this rabbit hole of drugs and stuff. And, and he didn't kill angel. It was freeze that killed angel. He did shoot up 10 bags of heroin and dismember angel. Right. <laughs> but, but anyway, the whole thing was just too seedy and gross and 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 uh there's this tendency now to say that um that angel you know the angel is being disregarded because he's queer and a person of color that's not why he was killed he was killed because he was living with 
Freeze and and Michael and they did all of his drugs and they wanted more drugs and there was a fight. They were all drug addicts, you know. So I think people want to um, they want to play out a different narrative that wasn't really there. For me, it, it's yeah. definitely more. I see what you're saying. I completely get what you're saying, and um, I agree that his life was definitely actually more interesting before the whole murder. Like, yeah, you know, going on all those talk shows and creating those parties at the limelight, and you know. Um, he was, I mean, I, I, I knew who he was before the murder because I was a young person who was obsessed with all the club kids and loved watching them on Geraldo or whatever. Um, and of course, you know, back then, anytime Jimmy James was on TV or Amanda Lepore, it was like so fascinating. And um, when Michael Alleg and that, cl- that famous club kid, that Geraldo episode, I mean, I was just so obs- into it, you know? And um, my thing with him is more like, after the murder and then as uh he was more exposed you know revealed i guess you would say i actually became disillusioned because i'm like oh he doesn't seem that smart to me he seems like an idiot and he's he's just kind of you know a a narcissist who's you know kind of trash in a way so for me it was more about like the 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 murder yes uh is awful but it was more like i felt like he was revealed more than anything just to be kind of an asshole yeah and i think i think you know he it's sad too because he was released and he thought he was going to go back to the new york that was there and of course it wasn't there anymore and um and you're right he he was he did not show any remorse for his actions the whole situation is sad it's sad for angel it's sad for but you know I, d- I didn't know any of these people. I did communicate with Michael a little bit when he got out of prison, but um, the whole thing, I kind of kept a, a distance uh, in mm-hmm. the end. I guess the horrifying thing about the whole thing is that's what led me to watch Lady Bunny's Christmas show. Um, that's... <laughs> that, 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 um, that conversation. So anyway, back to you. If, if nobody knows this out there, both Peaches Christ and the Bay Area have a decades-long tradition of DIY filmmaking. Uh, do you think online film festivals are a thing? Are you? Are you didn't you do one? I did. I, um, uh-huh. and I And I have to say I was skeptical about uh, it because, of course, I mean, I built an entire um, career on the movie going experience and doing shows and cinemas and, and, you know, having a gathering place. And of course, much like you with theater and nightlife, um, you know, all of the things that we've done have been basically taken away from us and we're unable to do them, you know, because they revolve around, uh, gatherings. And, um, I feel like with with an online film festival, I mean, the power of a film festival, the reason I love going to Frameline, you know, movies so much at the Castro or really any film festival is the sort of the spirit of being together and experiencing something new for the first time with an audience. And um, I was reluctant to um, sort of embrace the idea of the online film festival. However, I... Uh, was approached by it was called Nightstream, and what it was, um, and I thought this was really smart of them. Five different of the most major horror festivals, which take place in the fall, it was like the New Orleans Festival, the Overlook uh, Festival. The, Ooh, what's that? Yeah, the, the, these are basically North America's five biggest horror film festivals. The Overlook, the Overlook? is. 
Yeah. It actually takes place at the hotel. Oh, amazing. Um, yeah. And so these festivals all joined forces and decided to create one big festival where they negotiated their what what were going to be premieres with the horror filmmakers um, at the different festivals. They decided, OK, well, let's come together, bring all of our assets together and we'll put this online and all the horror fans will have one place to go, you know, to buy a sort of festival pass where they could see all these movies. And I think it worked. I mean, is it the same? No, not at all. But at least it created this in the in the niche and maybe it works better in sort of the genre world or a niche world where there's already this sort of online community of dorky fans like myself who read the blogs and you know um want to be the first to see a new horror movie or whatever so i don't know how it'll work with maybe like more industry type festivals like can or um sundance or whatever uh but at least for this i think it it was at least a good alternative, you know, um, because people still uh, were able to sort of check in with each other. Like I hosted the Halloween party as part of it. And then I was, and then I also did a, um, like a panel discussion on camp. Uh, so we, we, you know, and so it wasn't the same as being at a festival, but it was, you know, well, as you know, you know, everything we do now is an alternate, an online alternative, like, yeah. You know, I'm sure, you know, you felt similarly about a lot of the stuff you've done this year, which has been online. It's like, well, it's better than nothing, but it's not uh, a replacement. Marginally, marginally better. Like, I well, I mean, I think you remember when, when quarantine first started, I was like doing that uh, happy hour and I was doing the Zoom Golden Girls readings. You were, and I was doing, you were, you were yeah. Jackie B. It was, you know. Yeah. And, and I was doing it around. Yeah, and I was doing an online those online drag fests with you know producer entertainment or whatever. Yeah. But uh, it just got it got really uh, to me for me it got really uh, limiting and boring. And the only fun shows I, I I've done where I really had a, a good time were when I team up with you or Ethelina Can. I had really a lot of fun uh, doing those you know duo shows yeah, Ethelina, and yeah and uh you know i want to do another one with you um so well how was the golden girl so going to do golden girls was such a amazing thing because it was it was actually it wasn't one of those tired script reading things where um we you know we did i think three of them as golden girls and to me i was just like i i, I you know whatever going to actually rehearse and have a set and have a crew and all that stuff was an amazing experience. And I had my doubts, you know, Darcy really had to talk me into it because it was a schlep, you know, I had to, I had to fly to San Francisco. I had to get retested for COVID before I went there. I had to basically quarantine in Stephen LeMay's drafty apartment in uh, the mission and just go from the apartment to Oasis. And that was it, you know, and I had to get my temperature. I mean, this, the, the great thing was that Oasis, uh, they did a great, covid protocol uh you know to be able to do that project and so when it was all done i was like i had to give it a a lot of uh i have to give a lot of credit to darcy for wanting to do that because it was something nobody else really seems to be doing no no uh, one no one did anything like what you all did that i know of and it definitely made a difference and you know i heard it uh more than once that that was really uh 
special, you know, because you guys were performing. It's it's about as close to a live performance as you're going to get without being in person, you know. So yeah, but I mean, uh, and, and you know, like I, I got, I also have to give credit to people like Sherry Vine and Jackie who still are doing those shows because. I just can't do it. You know, I can't keep up the enthusiasm for no audience or no, you know, like I have to have somebody to play off of. So when I was doing golden girls or when I was doing the show with you, I mean, that's really all I feel like doing. And I guess I'm lucky that I can afford to pick and choose what I'm doing. So, yeah, I mean, you are extremely rich. (laughs) (laughs) Makes a difference, you know, (laughs) I, I I totally think that part of the problem with all that stuff is none of us at the at the beginning could have imagined that it was going to last as long as it did. I think we were all naive about well, we were also being lied to. I mean, we literally had leadership who told us things were going to clear up, you know, uh, and so we did not imagine we'd be doing these shows for what, what probably will be at this point, let's face it over a year, you know? Yeah. So I, I went to visit see my new doctor yesterday. I, I have new, I, I had to get my new health uh, care provider, you know, Kaiser down here. And uh, well, this is uh, by the way, you know, they told me that those pains and ache, the aches and pains I was having are in fact arthritis. And uh, they said, <laughs> <laughs> but what they also said was that I'm probably going to be able to get my vaccine uh, in the second or third week of January. And uh, so, the, you know, it's safe to say that this will go away. Um, but this brings me to the other question is that uh, you have, we, we have things scheduled for 2021. I, I know I do. And you have your show drag becomes or that we were in rehearsals for before lockdown started in March. You, you, it's currently scheduled uh, at the Castro theater for May 1st of 2021. Um, what's your take on that as of now? You know, people who are reaching out and asking, uh, I'd say, you know, I really honestly don't know. And all I can say at this point is that my intentions are for Drag Becomes Her to be the first show I do uh, when I'm able to return to the Castro. And um, do I think it will happen on May 1st? No, I do not. Mm -hmm. Um, I I wish I I could say, because at this point we had already pre-sold tickets. We'd already sold a bunch of tickets. We were going into the show. Um, So it's not like I can really look into what it would be, what, what we could do as far as social distancing in the theater goes, you know, I think for me to return to the Castro theater, like things are going to have to be back to normal. Um, and people are going to have to be able to sit within six feet of each other. And, you know, I mean, you know how that, that theater is, there's no social distancing going on in there. I mean, not just in the auditorium, but for the actors, for the performers, the backstage area. I mean, well, so, yeah, I mean, you know. and, and any any theater like Golden Girls, you know, that's yeah. an old Victoria is an old theater with tiny little seats. You know, right. people are crammed into each other. So I met with uh, Jason Brotman, you know, who is the producer of my Golden Girls tour. He was here and, um, you know. I'm sure you know this. Everything right now is scheduled for fall of 2021 yeah. because it's safe to say by then that's, I mean, 
unless you're an idiot and you don't get the vaccine, you know, but, but it's safe to say that we will, things will be, will be markedly different by then. I don't have a lot of optimism for the spring. Uh, no, me neither. So, yeah, I mean, I've worked, you know, one of the things I did in 2020 was uh, for the production company, I do the terror vault show, which is the immersive haunted attraction. I do at the San Francisco mint. Uh, we were able to get one of those PPP loans, but what was strange about it was we weren't able to open a show. So, so I have money to pay people and my business partner, David and I are going, okay, this is a weird conundrum to be in. We have money, but we don't have a show. So they're basically telling us, and I know that you're familiar with this scenario, um, that, that you can't hang on to the money. You have to pay people now. So all these businesses, not just us, but so many businesses had these loans where they were supposed to pay people, but they weren't allowed to open their business, right? Yeah. So we ended up... Um, building all of our sets like kind of going forward knowing we weren't going to open a show but we we hired our crew and everyone was able to be socially distant because uh the mint is huge and everyone wore masks and it was also at a time when san francisco was in the yellow tier so we were you know completely following all the protocols so the beautiful thing about that is um we have a show built um, sitting at the San Francisco Mint called The Immortal Reckoning. It's not even a Halloween show. It's an immersive sort of fantasy, s- scary show. Uh, and it's immersive theater. And my hope would be that maybe we could open that show in the spring uh, because the audience can go through six people at a time. You know, the cast can wear masks. You know, we can make it, maybe maybe the protocols or whatever, would we would be able to open a show like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Before okay. the but who knows who knows you know i don't know all right so uh, i mean i i'm pretty much scheduling nothing in january or february um no. if i do any yeah if, if i do anything it's probably i'm going to come back to san francisco and record a couple more golden girls shows like, record, like, live my life no that's now that uh, that that ship has sailed peaches what's up with your queer quarantine radio with ben de la creme and jinx well, uh, we, we put out two episodes, and the goal, like uh, we, we've discussed, was that we would put out three episodes, and then life would be back to normal, and we wouldn't be doing queer quarantine radio anymore. And what, it, what ended up happening was we put out the two episodes, and then it was like the writing was on the wall that life wasn't going to return to normal. And that's when, actually, behind the scenes, uh, Dela had the... Uh, really smart idea to turn their holiday show, Jinx and Dela's holiday show, into a movie. And this is back in June. Um, mm-hmm. So we were we were uh, in a position to, ha- you know, basically decide that in order for them to make a movie, we needed to put uh, Queer Quarantine Radio on pause. And so that's what happened. And so I think at this point, like, who knows, maybe we'll pick it back up, you know, in 2021 and put out that third episode. Um, but of course, I, I was, uh, I tease about it, you know, minding, um, but I'm so proud of what they were able to do. And I actually got to help a little bit on the movie, you know, behind the scenes where Dayla would share the script with me. And then I also got to uh, consult on the editing. And so uh, I, I have to say, like, 
the way she was able to pull that all together and turn it around so quickly was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Like just watching it and all the work that went into it. Um, it's pretty mind boggling. Now for people who haven't yet, um, seen or heard queer quarantine radio, can you just describe it a little bit? Yeah, it was well, uh, as Heclita mentioned, we were all, um, working on drag becomes her. I think she mentioned it, Heclita, myself, Jinx, Dela. And so when the shit hit the fan and we had to cancel the show, it was Dela. Uh, who contacted Jinx and I and said, like, we should do something. Um, And then Richard, Major Scales, had this idea to do sort of an old-timey radio show. And that's what got the wheels turning. And so we created this podcast called Queer Quarantine Radio, where we perform sort of old-timey scripted radio shows. And there are two episodes that you can kind of, uh, well, you can't, you don't have to kind of, you can go find them. And it's like a private paranormal detective situation. (laughs) One of them is. Yeah, there's there's three different stories and then there's commercials, like three different radio shows. And one of them is Peaches Christ, uh, private paranormal detective. So it's Peaches Christ, PP Dick is what it's called. (laughs) Um, People can find that on Anchor or Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Or Spotify. It's on all the, anywhere you want to find a podcast. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So WQUR is what it's called. And I do hope we get to do that third, uh, third episode at some point. Um, We'll see. When are you and I going to do another uh, Jurassic snark show? I don't know. What do you think? Well, I mean, do do, do you think we have to be in person to do it or could we do it virtually together? Well, it's certainly uh, it's certainly kind of more fun if, when we're in person together. It, but. So I don't even know. So here's a weird thing. We don't even really know when we're going to go back to San Francisco because when we left for Maryland, and I don't think we'll stay in Maryland the whole time, but we may go somewhere else before heading back to California because, and you have to tell me if you think I'm being a Corona Connie, but from the looks of it on the news, it seems like California is just exploding with COVID. Mm. I think you're being a Corona Connie. Yeah, this whole topic started with me asking, when do you think we'll do another Jurassic Snark? So I guess the answer to that is, who knows? Like when, whenever, yeah, I mean, who knows? We, can, we can try and do it virtually. It just seems, I don't know. Anyway, um, but. Yeah. I have to say for the listeners, Heclina lives in a baroche uh, which is the, a word that means very, very fancy, very nice. Uh, Baroche Mansion in the Palm Springs area. Um, Nihat and I loved spending um, like a week there. We were there for a week and we cooked together and we had a John Carpenter film festival and we went to Joshua Tree and it was such a lovely time. So I would love to come back if you'll have us. Yeah, why don't you come back and we'll do Jurassic Snark. Yeah. Um, one thing is that uh, since since you've been gone, I, I I had the dishwasher fixed, so there'd be none of those uh, tedious. <laughs> we were we were we were slaves. Yeah. All right. Did you ever get your um, toilet fixed in the guest room, the guest bathroom? That's being fixed next week. Oh, because I was going to warn Mark. You gotta you gotta uh, jiggle the handle. Yeah. Oh, I'll jiggle it. 
<laughs> All right. Well, it's time to wrap things up. I, I got to go back to my busy schedule of uh, I'm going swimming over at my friend's house. So, although, so we're going to close this podcast, Peaches, by uh, asking you, please share a favorite memory of Heclina. <laughs> um, well, I just shared, I, honestly, uh, the, the week in Palm Springs was really, really lovely because part of that has been um, as your friend, um, as someone who's known you for so long, and I felt this way about Oasis as well, it is so lovely to see someone who's worked so hard doing um, something so great, you know, like producing all the wonderful nightlife and um all the stages that you've given to performers over the years to see the fruits of your labor now in your gay retirement home. You're golden girls. I mean, you have a lanai. I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's quite lovely. So um, there's that. And I'm trying to think of something like, I don't know. I mean, I have so many memories of you. Right, you right, know. right. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Peaches Christ. And yeah, uh, thanks for having me. Let people know real quick where they can find and connect with you online. Well, I'm uh, verified uh, on all of, the, uh, <laughs> all of the sites. So don't be duped by all my uh, imitators, all the imposters out there. I, uh, oh, my God. I found an imposter, too, the other day. Uh, there's a. There's oh, really? A, there's a Heclina Grigalco, and I really? uh, yes, and I reported them, and and Facebook was like, this does not go against our community standards. Like they they did about ten seconds of research into it. Anyway, oh whatever. Yeah, so I'm on all the usual stuff: the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, um, you know, all the usual places. All right, and and let me say, uh, I have a a, a new. Um, relationship with a company called bay merch and we we've just put out some um peaches christ merchandise that that are uh reissues of old merchandise so peaches christ is my home girl t-shirts and sweatshirts and the jim winters peaches bat design from years ago so and we also have peaches masks so that's something i'm actually you know working on is promoting that so baymerch.com all right um, well, uh, all I want for the holidays is for you to subscribe to this show, to like us, to rate us, and please tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Heclina. And uh, thank you again, Peaches Christ, and thank you, Mark. Yeah, thanks, Mark. Mark.